You're listening to the Soul Coach Podcast. Our soul is the body and spirit together. And sometimes to get these two aligned, you need a little coaching. I am McKay Tautu, your soul coach. If you are ready to partner with God to end and clear generational junk so you can be the mom you want to be, rock your business, and love your today, you're in the right place. Now, let's ignite that beautiful soul of yours. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is McKay Tautu, and today we are going to be talking about our posterity. Let's talk about these littles that we are raising and how we can implement strengths and communication into them so that we are creating this generational legacy that we're working on. In order to heal generations, we have to implement generational strengths and being able to see where even our patterns are starting to repeat in their little lives is a huge part of this. So our parenting comes into play. When I was when I was a young mom, no, let's go before then. I literally went to college to meet a husband. <laughs> That's all I wanted. I just wanted to be a mom. I always knew I wanted a lot of kids. I have five. Right now I have six grandbabies from those five little kids. And I wanted to, I just wanted to be a wife and a mother. Honestly, who knew that I'd end up becoming an international businesswoman. That would have never entered my mind. And so one of my biggest fears was always that I wouldn't be there for my kids. And that's a whole nother podcast and how you can how you can do both. But if there was one thing, and believe me, we're not perfect parents, but if there was one thing that my husband and I did right, it was talking to our kids. It was that line of communication that they always knew that we were open and there for them. A long time ago, I listened to a cassette tape. That'll date me. I listened to a tape. All my kids were little. I think my oldest was probably six, probably six. So I had a six, a four, and a two-year-old. And I listened to a tape from a psychologist, and he said that if you if you spent seven minutes uninterrupted with your child every day, that you wouldn't screw them up. (laughs) So I thought, oh my goodness, I can totally do that. I can totally spend seven minutes. I mean, I already tuck them in at night, so I'll just spend seven minutes tucking them in and then it'll be fine. Like I won't screw my kids up. So I did. And we set a timer. I spent seven minutes and we called it seven minutes. So when it was time to tuck the kids in, they would get their seven minutes. And it was so amazing because I could be literally sitting on the couch, talking on the phone, nursing a child, a whole bunch of kids playing around and have my third grader come up to me and try and tell me what happened at school that day. And I could just look at him and go, you know what, buddy, I want to listen to you so bad. Can you save that for our seven minutes so I can hear everything? And he'd be like, sure, mom, and run off and play. And then we did. When that seven minutes came that night, we would talk about what he wanted to talk about or she wanted to talk about. And it was really, really impactful. Well, there were some times when it was hard to figure out what to talk about, you know, and I didn't want it to be 
this yes and no game. I wanted them to really open up to me. I wanted them to tell me things that without that seven minutes, they wouldn't have otherwise told me. So I came up with, I don't even remember how I came up with it. Anyway, I came up with this concept called the rose. And the rose was the best thing that happened to you today. The best thing that happened. And the thorn was the worst thing that happened to you today. And the bud was something you hoped for. Well, that opened up the doors because I found out things about them that happened at school that I would never have known. I found about about things that were going on in their little hearts and minds that would have never come up any other way. And you can come to any of my kids and say, you know, Talisa, my 27-year-old, what was your rose today? And she'll tell you the best thing that happened, the worst thing that happened, something she hopes for. Well, I have one daughter left at home right now. She's 16. And about a year and a half ago, she came to me and she goes, you know, mom, the rose doesn't have gratitude. And I was like, yes, it does have gratitude. It's the stem because it holds it all together. (laughs) So we added the stem to the rose. So the stem is something you're grateful for. And this will change everything with your kids. Everything. Well, all these years have gone by. And I have a dear friend who I taught the rose to. And she's implemented it in so many areas of of her life. It blows my mind. And she told me something that she did that has now changed and improved my relationship with God. She said, McKay, I was praying and trying to figure out what to do with my life, and I felt like God said, Callie, what's your rose? What? What? Talk about putting the rose to a different level. God wanted to know her rose. God wanted to know her thorn. He wanted to know her bud. See, that's how we have a relationship with God is he's our dad. He's our dad. He, he's our heavenly father. And if it's important to us, it's important to him. When I met my husband, he's Polynesian, he's Samoan, and, and God was um, very reverent for him. And you respect God with everything that you are. He's our God. And so he, he would say, McKay, you can't talk to God like that. He's like, that's, that's God. And I'd be like, don't mess with my relationship with God. No, he's my dad. (laughs) He's my dad. And I think it's changed my husband a lot too, because yes, he is my God, but he's also my dad. And he cares about the little details of my life. And he hears my prayers and he answers them. And I think this is also the most important thing we can teach our kids is they're not alone in this journey. They have God. They have support. And so going to God and telling him your rose at night, in fact, this is an amazing thing to do in journal form as well. But telling him about your rose at night, all about it. Tell him about it. Tell him about your thorn. Tell him about your bud. What do you hope for? What are you trying to create in your life? What are your dreams? What are you you trying to move through? How are you trying to heal? Tell them what you're hoping for. 
Tell him what you're grateful for. And with God, I added one more. (laughs) I didn't plan on going this deep in this podcast, but I'm going to. I added a petal because it's red in my mind. My rose is red. And it reminds me of the blood of Christ. And the petal is something that I want to repent for. And I've just learned that by repenting on a daily basis, just thinking of something that day that (laughs) I need to repent for. I mean, no one's perfect, right? And just discussing that with God and taking a moment to think of how I would have done that differently, whether it was a thought I had or an action or something I didn't do that I should have, procrastination, it's just changed my relationship with God and deepened it. And so as we create this generational legacy, as we move through our life, being able to take a daily inventory of those things that have happened in our life and being able to know what's going on in the lives of our children so that they will talk to us. You know, (laughs) when I was a young mom again, Oh gosh, I was watching Oprah. My oldest was probably 12. Maybe he was like 14, actually. He was probably 14. And I was watching Oprah, and there was a gal on there, and her 16-year-old son was serving an adult sentence for homicide because he was drunk driving, and he had um, killed someone in his drunk driving. And, you know, the lady got on there, and she said... We taught our kids boundaries and rules and not to control their lives, but so that they would have more freedom. We didn't want them drinking because we didn't want their mind altered. We didn't want them having premarital sex because we didn't want them to have to worry about, you know, the consequences that that could bring. And so we had rules for our kids, but they were more values. They weren't to like run their life, but the way that we enforced them, they would never tell us (laughs) if they were doing those things. She goes, but man, I what I wish I would have taught my kids is, but if you do, but if you do choose to drink alcohol or do drugs or have premarital sex, here's our plan. And let our kids know that the game change plan, the game plan changes, right? So she said, I wish I would have had a plan that if, if they would have done any of these things and they got in trouble, that they could call us. And we would just come and get him, no questions asked, for 24 hours. Mom, I need you to come and get me, no questions asked, for 24 hours. They're safe. They come home. They know the lecture's not till the next day. (laughs) I just wish he could have called us because it could have saved two lives. And oh my gosh, I was watching that and I just, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. Oh my gosh. Have I, are my kids ever going to talk to me about that? So I sat them all down and I said, all right, you guys, you know, I don't want you, we don't want you drinking alcohol. We don't want you doing drugs. We don't want you to have premarital sex. We don't want you doing all these things. But if you do, here's our plan. And we created a code word. I have another podcast coming up on code words, but we created a code word. And when they would call and say that code word, they knew 24 hours, no questions asked, they are safe. Game plan changes will help them to be safe in whatever they're choosing to do. 
life-changing. I know the rose helped that concept be true for them. Those moments we've had in talking about the rose and the things I learned about their life and the safety in our relationship and the friendship. We are friends with our kids. My husband and I, they are our best friends, but they do understand the boundary that we're also their parent. And our first relationship to them is as a steward and a guide and a teacher. As we move forward and use this with our heavenly parents, it changes our life. It helps us to heal. It helps the things to come forward that need to be dealt with. And it helps us to release the things that need to be let go. So the rose is one of the most powerful tools in my toolbox. Use it. It's easy. It's fun. Use it with your teenagers. They'll roll their eyes maybe, but they'll know you care and they'll start to open up. I promise you. Okay, let's do this. Let's raise these kids. Let's raise ourselves. Let's keep God in the middle and we can create this generational legacy. Okay guys, now is the time to end these old patterns. So I have a gift for you. I wanna help you release and heal so you can move forward. Remember, when you heal generational issues, you heal them backwards for your predecessors and forwards for your posterity. The buck literally stops with you. So hop on over to mckaytow2.com and I will walk you through an experience heart, mind, body, spirit. That's the way I roll. I do experiences. I want you to feel it. And we will begin this process. Millennials, you are the generational healers of our time. You were literally born for this. Don't worry. I got you, girl.